What's good, Trifle Ones family? Is there anybody out there who is walking around dealing with the shame or embarrassment or just feeling some kind of way, maybe even depressed as a result of decisions you've made, um, knowing that you're not on the best of terms with God, knowing that maybe you're not talking to him like you should, knowing that there's so much room for improvement. And the bottom line is, it doesn't matter who you are, everyone should feel that way. I say that because there's nobody who's reached perfection. There's nobody whose relationship with God is so on point that they could say there's nothing that I need to repent for. You know, repentance is something that I don't think we talk about enough because the bottom line is that because of who we are, because of decisions we've made, because we're born into sin, every last one of us has to repent on a daily basis. And so there's something that can be done to place us in good standing with God. We don't need to walk around. We don't have to walk around with this guilt or this shame or this embarrassment. And so hold tight as we take a look at Acts chapter 3 and we talk about the topic, guilty but set free. Coming up next on The Traveling Ones. All right, fam, we're going to take a look at Acts chapter 3, just like I mentioned, and we're going to take a look at verse 19 in the New Living Translation. Once again, it's Acts chapter 3, verse 19 in the New Living Translation, and it says, Now repent of your sins and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped away. Three things we're going to cover, and the first of those is the abandonment of our unhealthy gratification. The abandonment of our unhealthy gratification says, now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. It's important to pay attention to the fact that repentance isn't just this temporary remorse or, you know, we're trying to get good with God before he slaps us down because of the things that we did. You know, sometimes we, we try to be slick. We know we've done some stuff wrong. And so we show remorse before we have to deal with the consequences of what is associated with our actions. But repentance is a whole lot deeper than that. It's about understanding what true love is all about. What do I mean? What do I mean? Well, if you understand the love that God has for us and the sacrifice that he's made for us, and if we have a relationship with him, then we have a better understanding of how to go about repentance. See, it isn't just about trying to follow a million rules. And so we're repenting because we, we can't ever get the rules right. It's about making changes based on the fact that you actually love them. Can you say that you have a relationship with him and that he isn't just this all-powerful being that's out there who will punish us when we do the wrong thing? Do you love him? If you've ever experienced true love, then you've done some things differently just because you love somebody. When we mess up, 
And somebody that we love looks at us with disappointment or they express that they're disappointed. If you actually love them, you usually do some things a little bit differently because we never want to experience that feeling again. We never want to make them feel that disappointment because we care about how they feel about us. We change some things. So then I ask the question, why would things be any different with God? The Spirit of God is grieved when we're not in agreement with Him. That's why we feel even worse after we do something that we wanted so much beforehand. So we were trying to get to this thing, even though there were signs that were letting us know, there were red flags letting us know, nah, don't go there. But we pushed forward. We found a way. And then afterwards, we feel this remorse. Afterwards, the spirit within us is grieving. We've got to abandon the unhealthy gratification. So what kind of sin are you dealing with? What do you need to abandon? This is a question for everybody because it doesn't matter how holy or righteous you think you might be. God can show us pretty quickly. God knows how to humble us. God knows how to show us our thoughts and how tainted they may be. You know, our actions and how corrupt they've been and at times just how wrong we've been. So it says, now repent of your sins. But then the second point that we're going to take a look at is abiding in our unimpeachable God. Abiding in our unimpeachable God. So next the verse says, turn to God. After it says, now repent of your sins, it says, turn to God. So we turn away from sin and then we turn towards God. We must abide or live in our unimpeachable God. Maybe asking, well, what does unimpeachable mean? Unimpeachable means pure. It means not able to be questioned. It means it can't be doubted. It is entirely trustworthy. And so when we talk about God, God is unimpeachable. When someone is impeached, it means that there's a problem. When we talk about impeachment hearings, it's because there's been doubt about that person's credibility. It means that they need to be removed. It means that there's no longer trust in them. Well, God is the complete opposite to that. He is unimpeachable because he's entirely trustworthy. When we live in or abide in God, when we're focused on being one with his spirit, then we're able to fight against the pressures, the temptations, and the distractions. You know, it ain't too hard. You know, seeing the wrong thing on IG or TikTok can immediately take our minds and our thoughts to unhealthy places. And if the thoughts go in a particular direction, it won't be long before the body joins in on the journey. Abiding in the unimpeachable God requires a literal action plan. We've got to actually come up with some ways to be able to abide in him because there are so many things happening around us on a regular basis. So ask yourself, how do we stay focused on him throughout the day? What are we watching? What are we listening to? What are we feeding ourselves with? Are we listening to or watching things that will strengthen our relationship with him? Or are the things that we're taking in feeding the beast? Are we making time for him? Are we riding in the car with no music on so we can connect and talk to him? Or are we always streaming something, always doing something, always 
moving and so there's no quiet time? Are we strategic about consuming his word or are we only focused on the latest reality TV reunion? Our faces have got to be seeking him throughout the day. Do what you got to do in order to get there. Set an alarm on your Apple Watch that reminds you to check in with him. Make him a priority because it's only through him that we can be successful at this whole repentance thing. So there's the abandonment of our unhealthy gratification, getting rid of those unhealthy things that we seek after, and then abiding in our unimpeachable God, which means living in one who is entirely trustworthy. But then our final point is this, absolved of our ungodly guilt, absolved of our ungodly guilt. So if you're anything like me, then there are things in your life that have caused you some shame, some guilt, some embarrassment, things that you recognize about yourself that you're not proud of. Think about it. If, if your life were a broadcast, if you had investigative reporters looking into you, if you had paparazzi following your every mood, would you be proud of every moment, every interaction, every decision? Uh, I don't think not. Of course not. Because we're guilty of some pretty foul stuff, some trifling thing. But the last portion of the text that was read says this, so that your sins may be wiped away. So the bottom line is there is no reason for us to stand convicted and guilty and shameful because the blueprint has already been laid out. Abandon our unhealthy gratification, abide in our unimpeachable God, and then be absolved of our ungodly guilt. That guilt that you're carrying, you don't need to. The shame, the embarrassment, you don't have to. He can wipe you clean. He can make you new. He can restore your brokenness. He can show the world that you're different. Doesn't matter what they think and who they think you've been. As long as there's breath in your body, you can change the narrative and God can show the world that you are indeed a different person. But we got to be committed to letting go of the sin that so easily besets us, as is said in the King James Version. The New Living Translation says, or the sin that so easily trips us up. We don't have to live defeated lives, fam. Repentance is the key. Turning away from sin, turning to God, will rid us of the weight that's weighing us down. And so, fam, you and I, we're guilty, but set free. Heavenly Father, we come before you now to place on the altar all of the things about us that are not pleasing in your sight. We are sorry. Lord, I ask that you would remove that weight that's been upon us, that guilt, the shame, that we've carried because of the things that we've done, whether intentionally or not. We recognize that the process of repentance must take place on a daily basis. Why? Because we're trifling on a daily basis. We ask right now that you would come into us and that you would not allow us to be a part of things and involved in things and seek after things that we know are not pleasing in your sight. 
remind us, allow your spirit to rise up in us so that we're not even comfortable doing the things that you don't approve of. Now, Lord, we ask that you would wipe away our sins because we right now are turning away from the things that we've done and turning towards who you are. All these things we ask in your son and our savior. Jesus Christ's name we pray. And all of the trifling ones said, amen. Thank you.